We discovered that there were secrets that your body was trying to tell you that could really help you optimize performance, but no one could monitor those things. And that's when we set out to build the technology that we thought could really change the world. Welcome to the Whoop Podcast. I'm your host, Will Ahmed, founder and CEO of Whoop, where we are on a mission to unlock human performance. At Whoop, we measure the body 24-7 and provide analytics to our members to help improve performance. This includes strain, recovery, and sleep. Our clients range from the best professional athletes in the world to Navy SEALs to fitness enthusiasts to Fortune 500 CEOs and executives. The common thread among Whoop members is a passion to improve. What does it take to optimize performance for athletes, for humans, really anyone? We're launching a podcast to dig deeper. We'll interview experts and industry leaders across sports, data, technology, physiology, athletic achievement, you name it. My hope is that you'll leave these conversations with some new ideas and a greater passion for performance. With that in mind, I welcome you to the WHOOP podcast. Doing the work before practice, doing the work after practice, um, obviously getting your hours sleep. Um, now, you know, they monitor everything we do right? on the court, all our movements, all our loads. It's been monitored by the NBA, by our team. So you kind of know, um, so nothing, you know, comes out of, out of nowhere. Today's guest is Mark Gasol three-time NBA All-Star Center for the Memphis Grizzlies. Mark has been a Whoop user for quite some time and at 34 years old is having one of the best seasons in recent memory. We talk about his background coming from Spain to the NBA, what he's learned from having an older brother in the league, players he looks up to and models himself after, and even a funny story about falling asleep before the NBA draft. We focus on all the things he does to keep playing at an elite level as he gets older, including pre-game workout routines, recovery tactics, diet, how he improves his sleep, how he improves travel, takeaways from his WHOOP data, and the one piece of training advice he'd give to young athletes. Whether you're an athlete, a basketball fan, or just someone looking to improve your performance, I think there's something here for you. And now let's kick it over to Mark. Mark, thanks for doing this. My pleasure. So congratulations on uh, this season for you personally. I, I, I know in, it's been a good one from recent memory. You're trending up in a lot of stats. And, and I really want to talk to you about some of the things that you do from a training perspective and a recovery perspective. But I thought I'd start with just did you always know you were going to be a professional basketball player? No, no. Obviously, I, I love the game. Uh, my uh, my parents both played back in Spain, not professionally, but they both introduced uh, my brother obviously Pau and, and myself to the game and I uh, fell in love with it and just like a little kid played every day outside um, but never I wasn't a big dreamer dreamer like I never thought I you know like playing in the in the NBA and being a professional basketball player but I knew that uh, you know that I had a lot of fun doing it and uh, and most of my friends come from uh, this world and now your older brother Pau mm-hmm. um, so he's about five years older is that yeah. correct yeah so when he went to the NBA, was that the moment when you started thinking, okay, this could be a career path for me? No. At that time, um, we all moved from Barcelona um, to uh, Memphis, which is a you know, pretty yeah. big uh, It's <laughs> a big transition. <laughs> it's a big, big change. Uh, so, uh, you know, we started in Memphis uh, as a family. I went, to, uh, went through my junior and senior year of high school there. 
and, and then moved back. Uh, and, and then my dad kind of made me decide, like, look, if you want to give basketball a shot, it's going to be now. And I'm like, okay. So uh, he allowed me to uh, go back to Spain and, uh, and enroll in FC Barcelona basketball team. Okay. And, uh, and that was kind of the, the, you know, one of the breaking points uh, for me. Like, I didn't go to basketball here in the States and do college. I uh, decided to go back there and, uh, and go through the program that, I, that they had in Barcelona. And the Barcelona program, that's more of a professional program than, mm-hmm. say, like going to an NCAA school would be in the States, correct? Correct, yeah. The basketball club there, um, you know, they play a special, uh, like Spanish league, uh, it's professional. Um, it's a, you know, a city that I was already um, very comfortable with and, um, and uh, in a situation that, uh, you know, I was very lucky to be in. Well, congratulations. And as I understand it, you were drafted in June of 2007, Right? Yeah, yeah, and and that was to the Lakers. So, if I'm not mistaken, you were actually in a package that included your brother. Right? Yeah, wow. yeah. Actually, I was part of the package that you know <laughs> got sent back to Memphis. Right. Um, but yeah, that you know, first of all, the the draft, my draft night, like it's not like you know most kids see draft night as. Uh, you know, I was back in Spain. Yeah. You know, I, it was really late at night. I, I was spending the night with actually Pow and. And, so, and my actual wife and and uh, some friends, and uh, and and by the time they picked me, I was not up. I, you know, it was I fell asleep. <laughs> uh, we we start playing games with the drafts, pigs and and taking shots and wine and you know. I'm, Next thing you know, you're drunk. And uh, yeah, I'm just, just passed out in the couch. <laughs> they woke me up. I'm like, hey, you, they picked you. Finally picked you. And, uh, and it was 48 pick um, by the Lakers. Yeah, and and then. A few months later, um, got traded, you know, for one another. Like, my rights got traded back to Memphis, and uh, Pau got traded to L.A. And, and went on and won a couple of championships. Well, it's it, it's fascinating. I mean, the concept of having your brother be a professional athlete in the yeah. league with you. What's that been like for you? Has it been a fun dynamic? or? Yeah, it sets the bar, sort right. of. Yeah. Right, right? Uh, and and it's, it's a cool because I, I got to learn before, obviously, knowing that I was going to be in the NBA, a lot of ins and outs of how a locker room worked, um, what things that you need to do outside of the game, what things are really important, what things you should not do, um, you know, to be a professional. So, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty cool to see, uh, and I'm always, you know, always looking forward to learning more and more. So what are some obvious examples of things that you feel like you picked up quickly from having a brother in the league? Well, at that time, um, was how to deal with the veterans in, in the locker room. Oh, interesting. Uh, you know, Pau was young and, and from overseas, and at that time there were not that many international players in the league. So, uh, you know, how he managed that, because he already came from a professional locker room. He also played for Barcelona uh, for a couple seasons. Uh, so he already knew a little bit how to uh, interact, but some rookies didn't know. And, and, and learning and hearing how, you know, some of the veterans would pick on the rookies that uh, would not behave the way they should. Oh, yeah. uh, it was kind of cool. So I always stayed on my lane, did what the vets told me, and, uh, and, and got, you know, got away with it. So it sounds like you were a well-behaved rookie through that lens. Oh yeah, very, very, <laughs> much, very much so. Very much so. Now I want to uh, fast forward a little bit. So you're 33 years old. You're about to turn 34 mm-hmm. this month, and you've played in every game this year. Mm-hmm. You're averaging the most rebounds per game in seven years. You got a career high in three pointers per game, career high in steals. What are some things for you that like have helped with this longevity? Because I know it's so hard in professional sports to mm-hmm. actually have these honeymoon years, know. you know, later in your career. 
So first you got to be lucky. Like yeah, you know, there's, there, there, there's there's some uh, some luck to it that uh, you know injuries happen and and freak injuries happen. Like I had my injury, uh, scary one back in uh, 2000. I think it was 16 already. I broke my navicular bone. Right. who's uh, finished uh, Yao Ming's career, oh, who's yeah, finished right. you know, so many big man's career. So I was very fortunate um, to come out of that um, better than, uh, than before. So that, that takes a little bit of luck. You, know, you can do all, everything right, and, uh, and, and when the time comes, like the bone didn't heal the way it should, and, and, and you can't play. So um, you know, obviously you, can do all, you must do all the right things to get that luck. Um, but you know, I think luck and, and, and staying healthy and understanding what the league is headed to, and, and always uh, having that mindset of uh, uh, continuous growth and, uh, and adapting, adapting to you know to what the league and, and the young players demand. What are some things that for you now, as a 33-year-old, you're doing that you weren't doing when you were a 23-year-old? Um, I do a lot more preparation um, before and after, obviously. Uh, for the game, like you try to invest. You know, when you're younger, you kind of like always leaving on credit and taking stuff yeah. out of the bank. I think now, as you get older, you get a little wiser. Not not a lot, but a little wiser. So you like to invest more and uh, and pay for, forward, right? So um, you know, doing the work before practice, doing the work after practice. Um, obviously, getting your hours sleep. Um, now you know they monitor everything we do like on the court, all our movements, all our loads. It's been monitored by the NBA, by our team, so you kind of know. Um, so nothing, you know, comes out of out of nowhere. Like anything that happens to you, they know if your accelerations have been up sure. the last few games. So um, you can prevent a lot of the stuff. Um, so trying to stay ahead of you know the injuries, it's it's uh, it's really important. Uh, what are some techniques for you that you do like right before a game? I really like to do uh, like a mini lift. Uh, we lift a little bit, not like a like a real lift, but a kind of more of a activation. Okay, um, hitting the the major muscles, um, hip stretch as well, because you're gonna use a lot of during the games. Uh, and then I like to do the contrast bath as well. I, it's something that I like. So you'll to do. go hot cold. Correct. Um, two hours before, I'll start on the on the hot. I do like three, three on, three off, three on, three off. On Sorry, both. and and three on being three minutes in a hot bath, and then three on the cold, tub, and, and then a, three cold. Correct. Oh, and really cool. Yeah. So one is probably a uh, one o five. The hot being one o five. The cold thing is going to be around forty five. Yeah, that sounds right. And uh, and I'll just back and forth, and that gets my 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 blood flow going, gets my um, legs feeling well, and then I'll change and go straight to the weight room and get that you know couple sets of a. Uh, of a good lift, uh, maybe six ex- exercises, and, and and get up to shooting and, and get in your rhythm. And those exercises, so are you trying to trigger major muscles? Are you trying yeah. to just get a sweat? Uh, major muscles, major muscles. So you'll do like deadlift or something at a light weight or um, RDL, or? RDL, single leg RDL or double leg RDL, um, a little bit of squatting, um, you know, just run back, um, push, yeah, push pull, um, some core, and uh, and mobility stuff. And how will you vary that depending on whether you've had practice already in the morning? Because some days you guys will have a practice yeah. and then you'll have a game later. Well, the, I think the, the, the practice in the morning, I think it's kind of uh, outdated in, in today's NBA. It's, yeah, right. we, we call it a uh, walkthrough. Um, but it's, you know, I think teams are still figuring out what, what is that useful. Um, because you activate your body and then you shut it down for a few hours. 
but then you really got to activate it for the game. So I think you know shoot arounds are kind of uh, old school and, uh, and and it doesn't do much for the game. I know coach is going to hate me for that, but uh, it's the truth. <laughs> well, one thing that's interesting that we've seen on Whoop is that like actually a lot of athletes will go through a walkthrough like that. And because maybe they're well-rested or because they're excited about the game later, mm-hmm. they'll put strain on their body that they didn't expect they actually put on. Yeah. Like they'll take on more load than yeah. they should have. So I, I'm, I, I wear my whoop during those uh, shoot-arounds, and uh, it'll go up probably to an 8-point-something, yeah. close to a 10. Yeah, 8 to a 10. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so you, you don't necessarily need that at, at, at yeah, that time. Yeah, exactly. So... That's that's my whole thing. Like, why why doing that at that time? It's I think it's kind of irrelevant. Like, you want to keep as much energy as you can for the game and uh, and activate your body just once uh, for the big event. So you've been a Whoop user for a little while. Yeah. Like, what are some things that you've used the product for? Um, rest, rest the most. Like monitoring my, my rest. Uh, my strength is kind of hard because of the game, um, and I, you cannot wear the Whoop during the games. Yeah. Um, but uh, for resting. And, and trying to see how the different things that I do before going to bed affect my sleep. Right. And, and sometimes you feel like you had a great night of sleep, but all of a sudden you're, like your recovery number is not a, what it should be. Um, and you're like, oh, what, why is that? Like maybe you had a couple of glasses of wine, and, uh, and you're like, well, maybe I shouldn't do that as much. <laughs> Even though it feels yeah. great. Yeah, but right, right. Um, but uh, you want to get your rest and, uh, and, and your heart rate, you know, um, your resting heart rate is normally the same, but uh, you know the numbers don't always work the way you want it. So, um, just just figuring that out, it's it's important for me. Like knowing how, what affects my my sleep and and when I want to peak, uh, what should I do before um, that night? What are some things that you've found for you personally help you get a higher recovery on Whoop? So. Um, it's hard to turn your brain off after games when you play a game like totally, your yeah. adrenaline, um, the blue light from the game. Like right. you all geeked up. Um, if you lost, like you're going over the game. Right. It's hard to shut it down. Um, so even when I try to read at night, sometimes, um, but my brain, my thoughts will overcome what I'm trying to read. So um, I try to watch shows. Um, but I know it's not good for the blue light. But I try right. to watch shows that I'm interested in that completely are you know away from from basketball and and, and kind of block my mind, um, and that allow me, allow allows me to sleep a little better. Um, having a good meal, um, but no 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 wine or beer. Try, try not to have as much alcohol. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta watch that, like especially after games because for your recovery it doesn't 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 help as much. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And have you found? Um, other things like mindfulness or meditation, anything like that's helped you? I try a couple apps. Um, Headspace is one, and, and the other one, I can't remember the, the other one, which one it was. Calm or 10% Happier. Oh, I have it right here. Uh, and we'll include this in the show notes. Waking Up. Waking Up. Waking Up. Waking up is oh, is that one. Sam Harris's? Correct. Yeah, Correct. I've listened that, to some of his stuff. Uh, so I'm, I'm mixing it up, depending on, and, and seeing which one works better for me, but... Uh, after the game, it's just hard for me to, like... Shut off. Shut I think off. it's hard for a lot of athletes. I mean, I've, I've had this conversation with um, with other professional athletes like yourself, and especially just the game environment is so animated. Mm-hmm. Like, it's impossible not to have an adrenaline response to yeah, that. Yeah, the noise level, the, the light fans, level, everything. Like, yeah. the win, the lose, yeah. all that, it's, um, you know, it's... 
it's pretty intense. It's it's, it's super cool and it's nothing like it, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I think that's what you're gonna miss the most once you retire. Is like you, how you that how rush. yeah exactly how yeah. gonna find something that duplicates that. Yeah. So that's why I enjoy um, the game so much. But obviously, it has its down. You know, you can't sleep as much and. And especially through rough patches, like it's hard to sleep. How many hours um, are you trying to spend in bed? Okay, so I'll spend close to nine hours in bed. So that's pretty good. Yeah, but I'll sleep probably about six. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that shows actually how, you know, animated your body must still Mm -hmm. be. Because you would typically want to see a slightly higher efficiency, Mm -hmm. right? We think of sleep efficiency as the hours of sleep that you get Mm -hmm. relative to the time that you spend in bed. Correct. And so that's interesting. And um, go and ahead. I, I don't take naps. That's, that's you thing. don't take naps. I, I do not take naps. I try. I tried it. It doesn't. It doesn't work for me. Does it, like because you feel lethargic afterwards? No, or? I just can't fall asleep. Like oh, during okay. the day, just like I'm. I'm not used to it. Um, uh, I know it's you know for some of my teammates they find it kind of crazy, but I just can't do it. And do you take any um, caffeine throughout the day or? Like, how do you think about that? Yeah, I do. Um, you, I take uh, uh, some pre workout uh, before the games. Okay. Um, kind of thing. It's uh, called oh. Tier One. Tier you know, One. Tier One is called, and and, and you know get you ready for the game. Um, in so the that'll morning. get you up a little bit, Correct. animated. Yeah, and uh, and in the mornings I'm you know I'm a big co- coffee drinker. So. Yeah. Right. Okay. So so there's definitely some caffeine use. And will you take anything after the game? That maybe is working the opposite direction. Have you ever taken magnesium, melatonin, mm-hmm. anything like that? Yeah, we take magnesium, the zinc, uh, melatonin, and the some sleep. Some sleep. Oh yeah, I've tried that actually. Yeah, it's good. It's pretty good. We tried uh, also the the cherry tart, cherry um, cherry tart. Oh, did you like that? Cherry bunny, I think it's called the commercial one. Um, it's not bad. It's you know it has a lot of sugar uh, compared to the sum. Which probably is not as good. Which is not a you know the, the trainers don't recommend it as much, but the sum is pretty good. Like we we've tried it, we travel with it, we get uh, some in every city we go. Oh, uh, so yeah, sometimes when you need a little bit stronger stuff, like kind of like like a Z-Quil or something like that, just to oh, make you right. out. But uh, is uh, the groggy in the morning uh, is not as good. So do you find, like, have you been able to identify which of those products is more effective on Whoop for your sleep? So That's one thing I'm always, like, playing with personally. Yeah, correct. Like, I'm pretty consistent with uh, the SOM and the, and the nighttime vitamins, we called it. Okay. I'm pretty consistent with that, but it's after the game. Like, I'm not, I'm just not going to sleep no matter what I take. And will you always eat after a game? Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes you probably have games finish at, what, 11 p.m. or 10 p.m.? Depends, yeah. Uh, definitely 10 so that even in itself is difficult because you're mm-hmm. eating then at like 11 and mm-hmm. food can affect your sleep too, right? Correct, correct. Yeah, everything that, that you do. I try to do the sauna as well, post-games uh, at home. So you'll do a sauna after the game? After the game, yeah. Interesting. Trying to bring um, all my uh, nervous system down and, and, and relax a little bit. Um, I get in there, I turn off, like we have it uh, at the arena. So uh, kind of the dimmer the lights down and, and just get in there and, and get a good sweat and kind of... And kind of try to shut down a little bit. Interesting. Um, that, and will you go cold after that, or just no, you'll just, just end shower high. shower after that and and head home? Wow, that's fascinating. Uh, I want to focus on a few uh, different recovery modalities, and you can just tell me whether you've used them or tried them. Okay. Okay. Have you ever done um, the Normatec? Yeah, I use it a lot. Do you like it? Yeah. How, and how will you use it? Will you go for 30 minutes, 10 minutes, an hour? An hour. I use oh, it for wow. I do the long, as far as I can. And before a game or after a game? Or? Normally use it um, like after shoot around. Uh, when I get home around 
midday, I'll, I'll do the, uh, the Norma Tech for a, a, uh, around an hour. So the shoot-around being in the morning, mm-hmm. you then do Norma Tech. Correct. And then the games later that night. Correct. Okay, so you'll do it the day of the game and for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, how about a product like uh, Hyper Ice or Theragun, you know, those like mm-hmm. machine yeah. gun type? So we'll use that after the cold tub, the, the contrast. Okay. We'll use that um, as part of our, not the liquid, like more of the activation stuff. We'll use it um, real quick on, on our legs and get going. Like, But that's only when, when I'm really, really sore. Like if I really feel like I need it. If not, I'd rather get the blood flowing like through the lift. Okay, so the lift for you can replace that on some level. It, it depends. If I have uh, an if active issue. Sore, exactly. Yeah. If I have an active issue, like that makes you like, I don't know, your, your tissue feel really, really good. Do you ever do um, rolling? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. normal roller or do you like the vibrating ones? Uh, I kind of like the fancy ones. Yeah. <laughs> I like the vibrating. For some reason, like the vibrating uh, feels better. Uh, I've used uh, the the sphere. I like the sphere because it gets to place, especially in my upper back. Yeah, right. I can, I can kind of find the, ball, the trigger you, point yeah, exactly. Yeah, I kind of find the, the trigger points. Uh, massage therapy? Do you ever do it? Yeah, but I, I love getting massaged. But it's like not before, like not the night before a game. Like okay, I, not the night before a game because you think that might. Uh, affect your muscles or it's not part of my routine so I kind of feel like yeah I don't know it's you've just never done it so you don't want to do it I've done or it you've before. done it and you didn't like your results correct I, I didn't like how it felt um, so I kind of like you know just do it either after game so I have like two days yeah or, uh, or like when I have I know I have I'm going to have two days between games like I'll do it how do you feel about um, cupping cupping I had done it in my, in my upper back um it's another solution. Like it's like needling. Um, I, I like cupping. Do you like acupuncture? Too? Yeah, I do. I do the dry needling. I like too. I think it's it's depending on what the the issue that you have. Like all these techniques are great. Like I'm I'm, I'm always open to uh, trying new stuff. Is there anything that you've tried that you just don't like from a recovery standpoint? Um, or you don't like at a certain time? The cold chamber, like the... the, the, the oh, cryotherapy. Uh, yeah, the cryotherapy. Yeah, yeah. That one, I just... <laughs> if, I'm kind of claustrophobic, and I'm, I'm pretty big, obviously. So <laughs> yeah, just being in big. there, I don't, I, just don't, I don't like that one. That one, um, we have one, and I don't... Now, would you say your teammates are using that? In the past, like, I had teammates that used it a lot. Um, in the current team that we have, nobody uses it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I find that athletes either fall in love with it or don't go near it. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm you're second. On, yeah, you're, you're I'm on the, the other. Yeah. Uh, what about? Uh, well, it sounds like you already do ice bath mm-hmm. and um, all sorts of different icing. Yeah, is that fair to say? No, it's true. It's true. I, I normally ice my ankles post game as well. Um, I think that's more of a routine and try to because sometimes the swelling is good for you. Like it's a, it's a it's a natural way of your body um, recovering your own joints and, and sure. muscles. So. Sometimes you want that little swelling to happen and, and, and happen naturally. So um, I think it's more of a routine that I have. And uh, so, you know, it's I don't I don't ice my knees, but my ankles I do. So based on that, are you then less inclined to take things like ibuprofen or any kinds of painkillers? Because those also reduce inflammation. But Only we're very needed. Only, yeah, so only you try to use it sparingly. Yeah. Correct. So when you need it, you really need it, like your body reacts the way it should. Like if you take it as a as a matter of like routine. As like a daily thing. Correct. Like when you really need it, like your body's already adapted, so you're going to have to take a lot more. Yeah, right, which is tough, obviously. Yeah. And for, like, the younger athletes who are listening who aspire to be a Marc Gasol one day, like, what are some things that you would say to them in terms of how to think about training and their daily lives? 
Um, I think you got to find the balance um, between having, you know, what you like and, and what you need. Like, you got to understand what your body needs and, 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 and kind of setting your goals and, and diagramming a plan. I think, and, and then you just work the plan. Um, you got to enjoy life, obviously, and, and got to have times um, to, uh, to go a little bit off, off the plan. But, uh, <laughs> but then the next day, like, you got to get back on the plan and, and do the right things that you need to do. If not, it's, you know, if you're inconsistent uh, throughout, you're going to get inconsistent results. That's, that's always, you know, I've always seen that in, you know, in my case. How do you feel about uh, youth athletes specializing in sports younger and younger? You know, it used to be mm-hmm. age 15, maybe you still play three sports competitively, and you yeah. could still go on to be a professional athlete. Whereas we see now a lot of youth athletes, even age 12, 13, they're just picking their sport. Do you think that's good or bad, and ha- how is that for you? Did you pick basketball early? Yeah, yeah. For me, it was uh, basketball at seven. Oh, wow, and you yeah. just went the whole way. Well, it just we didn't have that, uh, that system set up like that in Spain. Right. Um, so, you have you have to pick a sport and, and you go with it, um, because you, we train like well we train we had practices at like three times a week and, and the game on the weekend so um, there was no other slots for any any other sport obviously we all played soccer yeah. um, growing up but uh, that's more and you know in the breaks. So it sounds like from your standpoint specialization is is fine because as long as kids are happy yeah i think i think kids got to do what makes them happy yeah right? burnout is obviously a Correct. danger it's, yeah and, and and the team spirit and and sharing and and helping each other i think those those things are crucial have you ever gone through a period in your career where you felt a little burned out um obviously yeah but uh you know the summers are great for for um, rest recovering yeah I, I, on the su- during the summers that's like great uh, i get my vitamin d um you know i walk uh, get up early I have two kids so kids make you kind of like <laughs> keep or, track of that yeah exactly they make you organize you can't go sleep too late because they're going to wake up whenever they wake up so what's the most uh, re- relaxing vacation you've ever gone on uh, on a boat uh, when me and my wife go on a boat um, only the two of us and uh, and the sunset in the water we anchor down somewhere and just just relaxing reading listening to good music uh, those are, that's that's the best that's awesome. Um, how about from, from a standpoint of travel, like generally speaking, you know, we have a lot of executives who listen to this podcast who have to travel all the time for work. What are some things that you feel like you've learned about travel and your body that, um, you know, might, might appeal to a larger audience? Um, to me, it's like when I get to a room, I always put it on the same temperature. That's, that's really smart. That's yeah. actually great advice that people should all do. That that puts my, I don't know, my body in like kind of... Calibrate. Make, correct. Yeah. And, it, and it gets my, in my routine. Um, I try to go outside and, and, and see like if it's still dark. I mean, if it's still daylight outside or it's dark. So have your walk. body exposed to the weather correct. and the environment and the time of day. Exactly. And, and if I'm... If I have time, I'll, you know, not today, but uh, if we get to a city early, I like to work out. Right. Uh, and that always helps my body, whatever workout you like to do. If it's a little cardio, cardio, if it's uh, something more lifting and, and more activated, why not? If it's sport, sport. If it's sauna, sauna, something. Something to activate your body. So what's the time cutoff for you where you won't work out? So, like, right now we're recording this. It's almost 7 p.m. in Boston. Mm-hmm. You're playing the Celtics tomorrow. Correct. So you're not going to exercise tonight. No. I think if we got in here at 3, I would have definitely worked out. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. At 3, I think the cutoff uh, being a 5, you know, anything later than 5 um, kind of gets, you know, 
opposite. You, you, you get kind of in the game. Like you, you activate your body so much that then it's hard for me to shut it down. Who are some players in the league today that you find like um, you have a lot of respect for, or you know, you, you, you try to learn from them? You look at the older guys. Uh, you know, yeah. As you get older, you tend to look like you always look up and see the guys um, that are that are know, able to extend their careers. Correct, right? like Vince Carter, Dernowitzki, like. My brother, obviously, uh, yeah, Tony sure. Parker. You look at guys like uh, last year, Manu Ginobili, uh, the team Duncan a couple of years ago. Those guys, to me, are examples uh, because they they still going um, through the grind and through the you know through the hectic of the of the of the NBA, and uh, and I admire that because it's it's not easy to go 15, 17 years. Yeah, it's a grind. Uh, it, it it really is. It really is. Uh, and 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 you have, you have to love it. Like there's no other way. At some point, you're gonna say, you know what, it's not worth it. But uh, you know, the love of the game makes you like just keep going, and the competitive nature um, always wants wants you to like show the rest of the guys, the younger guys, that okay, you guys are really good, <laughs> but you guys cannot beat me yet. What's the uh, like? What's the quirkiest thing that that you've learned from a veteran athlete that you think has actually contributed to them staying staying uh, longer in their career? Hmm. I don't know. I think. Could be like a weird diet or a weird yeah. supplement. Or see, like I, I messed around with diets. Um, the 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 paleo diet is something that I've I learned, you know, to work well. Um, yeah, paleo paleo, yeah. paleo diet. It, it's been something that I've seen that uh, um, first. I think the Spurs used to do it, and and, and Timmy started it, or I don't know who started, but uh, I heard it from Tim Duncan, and uh, it's something that uh, you know it's worked out for uh, for me. Pretty so well you too. won't eat bread. You no. won't eat pasta. No. Wow, that's amazing! Actually. And it's hard too because you have you find bread and pasta everywhere, and it's really good. <laughs> and so, what uh, what are you getting from a nutritional standpoint that you think is giving you energy? Like sweet potatoes and stuff like that, so, are obviously. Paleo. So what I, I do the sixteen eight. I'll, I'll I'll fast for sixteen hours and eight through eight. Oh wow! And, so you're and, fasting and paleo. Correct. Wow, correct. man. Yeah, you got to make sure you get those calories in. No, we do. We do. We do. <laughs> like we have a you know the, the trainers they great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Eric no, Goddard sure. helps me a lot with it, and and they really do a good job of a uh, of uh, put it you know in in uh, in the schedule. But uh, but yeah, we've been doing it, and it's, and it's great. And is that most of the team or just you? No, just me. I'm the only one that that does that. And how long have you been doing both of those things? Now for two years. And and you've seen a positive response from your body, yeah. obviously. And 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 energy wise, like much like, higher energy, much higher, and 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 especially the times that I needed to, like during the morning, um, while fasting, like my brain just functions differently. Um, I'm so mo- so much more um, wired, and and it, everything comes much clearer than uh, than if I ate breakfast and uh, kind of had a full meal in the morning. So I'm just thinking about this from the standpoint of a day, right? Like, so you'll wake up in the morning and you probably won't eat. Mm-mm. You'll do a shoot around or something, right. and then your your eating process will start what, like early oh, afternoon? A one, one, normally one. Okay, and so after a game, mm-hmm. you won't eat if it's past nine or or you're, you're kind of you have, yeah, roughly that, speaking. Correct. At that point, like, what um, you want to eat as fast as possible because that's the metabolic window. It's when it happens, so you want to yeah. eat as fast as possible. Um, and then just rest, and then just have you up. lost weight on the diet a little bit? A little bit, yeah, yeah, probably ten pounds. But, but that was it, but that it was feels like an efficient ten pounds. Correct, correct, and it feels good too. Wow, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, what was the lowest recovery you've ever gotten on? <laughs> single digits. Single really? Di- yeah, single digits. And what was it from? Sickness or drinking or no, overtraining? It, it was more about. Uh, 
like a loss, like losing a game and and uh, drinking maybe one or two glasses um, of wine, of more wine. Like yeah, normally, yeah, like oh, my, yeah. my cutoff is two glasses, and then you want maybe the I, I went to, yeah for two, three, four, <laughs> <laughs> and I pay for that. Uh, sometimes you need it. Sometimes you need that extra glass of wine just to reset. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Well, um, it's a real pleasure having you on Whoop, and this has been a really fun interview, Mark. And Thank you. If you ever need anything, you know, don't hesitate to reach out. Love it. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, Thank awesome. You. Thank you. Thanks again to Mark for coming on the show. We hope you have a phenomenal second half, Mark, and we're proud to have you on Whoop. If you're not already a member, you can join the Whoop community now for as low as $18 a month. We'll provide you with 24-7 access to your biometric data, as well as analytics across strain, sleep, recovery, and more. The membership comes with a free Whoopstrap 2.0. And for listening to this podcast, folks, if you enter the code WILLAHMED, that's W-I-L-L-A-H-M-E-D, at checkout, we'll give you 30 bucks off. So thank you for listening. Put 30 bucks on my tab. Get that free month, and hopefully you enjoy Whoop. For our European customers, the code is WILLAHMEDEU. Just tack EU on the end of my name, and that'll get you 30 euros off when you join. Check out whoop.com slash the locker for show notes and more, including links to relevant topics from our conversation. You can subscribe, rate, and review the Whoop podcast on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or wherever you found this podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can find me online at Will Ahmed and follow at Whoop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also email thelocker at whoop.com with any thoughts, ideas, or suggestions. For our current members, we've got a lot of new gear in the Whoop store. I suggest you check that out. It includes 6, 12, and 18-month gift cards, help you save over time. We've got new bands, new colors, new textures. Visit whoop.com for more. Thank you again for listening to the Whoop podcast. We'll see you next week.